in a series called Out of Pocket at the beginning of this month, okay? And uh, but for definition purposes, if you don't know it already, uh, let me, uh, let me, let me go, let me, uh, wow, I sound like Joe Byron right now. Let me go back and give the definition that I have now, but real quick before I do that, if you have missed uh, episode one and two, you haven't been here, they're on the YouTube channel. Uh, the first week we talked about disobedience to God's word leads to out-of-pocket behavior. Last week we talked about how uh, anger is an out-of-pocket behavior for a Christian, okay? And so now we're going to continue that, all right? But out-of-pocket basically means this, is when a person is acting out of line or in a way that disrespects someone or someone else. So when somebody calls someone old, that's out-of-pocket behavior. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, out-of-pocket behavior is when someone is completely acting out of line, right? So like, have y'all ever been to like Walmart or uh, Target or Amigos or Market Street or maybe at a convenience store? And there's a mom in the convenience store and she's got Junior who's like two years old, three years old. And they're like crying for a Snickers. And mom is like, no. And he's like crying, but I want a Snickers. And she's like, no. And he's like throwing a fit. I want a Snickers. And she's like, not right now. And he's like, you're ugly. You know, she, you're stupid. That's why you're ugly. This, y'all ever see? I have. And, and I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me that just wants to grab that kid and be like, look, son, junior, whatever your name is, okay? We don't do that to moms, okay? Like, seriously. That's out of pocket. Hey, that is acting out of line, okay? And everybody knows that the minute that kid got home, he got the beat down of his life because mom didn't want to embarrass him in public. But um, out of pocket is when someone is acting out of line in a way that disrespects himself or someone, okay? And what we've been talking about this month is different ways that is what we want to talk, what we've been attempting to talk about this month, the mission this month is addressing some things that Christians do that is out-of-pocket behavior, okay? Disobedience to God's word in week one is what we talked about. That's out-of-pocket behavior, okay? We talked about Adam and Eve, how when God said, don't touch that one tree, they disobeyed his word, and what happened? Sin entered the world, and now we all, <laughs> we're all dealing with it, okay? Disobedience to God's word is out-of-pocket behavior. Then we talked about anger last week. That was a big one, because a lot of teenagers deal with anger. A lot of teenagers who are like, yeah, I'm a, I love Jesus, I'm a Christian, but man, they cussing it. They may not verbally cuss out parents, but they do it in their minds. They do it here, uh, whatever it may be, right? So we talked about how anger is out-of-pocket behavior for a Christian, okay? That's what we've been talking. We've been talking about acting out of, out of line, okay, as a believer, okay? Now, Throughout the Bible, we've been talking about, believe it or not, there's several people, and we're going to repeat these for emphasis purposes. But David was out of pocket when he murdered a man to cover up his sin. Peter was out of pocket when he denied knowing Jesus three times. Cain was out of pocket. That's what we talked about last week when he killed his brother Abel in anger. Okay? Moses was out of pocket when he vented his anger and disobeyed God, struck the rock. Jonah was out of pocket when he completely disobeyed God, chose to go the complete opposite direction in Nineveh. And Adam and Eve were out of pocket when they disobeyed God and ate fruit from the tree that God forbade them to do. Okay? And here's the thing. All of them, there's one common denominator with all of them that led to their out-of-pocket behavior. Disobedience to God's word. Had they just did and obeyed what God's word says, 
They never would have acted out of pocket. They never would have acted out of line. Listen, you've already read this verse. Psalms 119 verse 9. You read it two weeks ago. Okay? Psalms 119 verse 9. If you don't know it, you need to memorize it. Get it here. Don't just get it here. Get it here. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But Jesus, the Bible says in Psalms 119, now how can a young person stay pure? Only by obeying the word. Okay? Only by obeying the word. And so if you want to have pure actions, pure thoughts, pure speech, pure motives, okay, it's important to obey God's word, all right? Bottom line, if you don't want to live a life where you're constantly acting out of pocket, where you're constantly acting out of line, God's word is so vital to that, okay? All right? Now, we share all those people because guess what? Maybe you're here today and you was acting out of pocket today. Maybe with a teacher, maybe with a family member, maybe with mom, dad, Brother, sister, somebody, maybe you was uh, acting out of pocket, gaming online with somebody, cussing out some 80-year-old man who's just trying to relive his glory days when he would play Pac-Man on the arcade game. I don't know, right? We've got some teenagers in here who like to rage quit. No, no names mentioning, but I know a few. You know what I'm saying? It's so funny. When we would play Call of Duty Mobile, boy. <laughs> you saw who people really were, man. No, it was good times. But, uh, but yeah, so maybe you're in here today, you find yourself in a position, right, where you've been acting out of line, you've been acting up, you've been acting a fool, acting out of pocket. Guess what? There's several people in the Bible who did the same thing, okay? Several, okay? And here's the thing. God still used them. God still had a purpose for them, Okay? But again, what was the common denominator? What was the one thing that all of them did that led them to their out-of-pocket behavior? Disobedience to God's word. Disobedience to God's word, okay? And here's the thing. Disobedience to God's word will always lead to out-of-pocket behavior. Bottom line. Bottom line, bottom line, bottom line. Disobedience to God's word will always lead to out-of-pocket behavior, okay? Always. Always, always, always. Now, here's the thing. Tonight... The out-of-pocket behavior that I want to talk about is pride. Pride. P-R-I-D-E. Pride. Write that down. Pride. Pride, 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 pride. What is pride? Pride is selfish. Okay? Selfish is basically lacks consideration for other people. All right? Pride is arrogant. Behaving as if you're more important than or no more than other people. Okay? That's what it means to be arrogant. When you act like you are more important than other people, when you act like you know more than other people, and you just think you're just of levels above everybody. Karen. All right? Do what? Karen. Karen? You're, that's a Karen. <laughs> Karen is prideful. But no, like, let's be real here. One thing I noticed about y'all's generation, y'all can be an arrogant generation. And, I'm, and, and let's be honest, because you think... People that are older than you are just flat out dumb because you think that we did things like old-fashioned or whatever, right? And so because that's like, oh, things are new, things are different, we're so much smarter than the people in front of us, right? And we have to be careful with that because pride, that's, that's what pride is. That's arrogance. Pride is just basically when you, my definition is pride is when you feel and believe that you are better than other people. Like you just think like, I'm, I'm way too good for those people. But ultimately, this is what I wrote down. I want you to write this down if you can. Prideful people seek glory only for themselves. 
Prideful people seek glory only for themselves. They want all the recognition. They want all the response. They want everybody to notice them. They're selfish. They're arrogant. Man, they want the glory only for themselves. Okay? But here's the thing. Here's what the Bible says about pride. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18 says this. It says, pride leads to destruction. Pride leads to destruction and arrogance to downfall. Pride leads to destruction and arrogance to downfall. Okay? Pride leads to destruction and arrogance leads to downfall. Okay? So if you're here tonight, maybe you have pride in your life. Would you know some better get that in check? Because here's the thing. The Bible is very clear that pride comes before destruction. Pride comes before destruction. Okay? Comes before destruction. So you need to get that in check. Okay? And arrogance to downfall. Okay? Now, I think everyone here knows just by talking about pride just a little bit, pride is, pride for the Christian is out-of-pocket behavior. Okay? But what I want to talk about tonight just really quickly is five things that all prideful people have in common. Five things all prideful people have in common, okay? And here's the thing. This is, these five I'm going to give you are from my life. I have battled pride for so many years, man, like seriously. Um, you know, like even, like I'll be honest with you, even in marriage, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm the man I know more than my wife, right? And... You know, my wife will correct me on things. I'm like, no, you're wrong. I'm right, you know, type of thing. Pride. Pride, 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 okay? And so I'm sharing from a point tonight. Listen, these are things that I have seen in my life that actually the Bible has talked about that God has constantly corrected me on, okay? And so these are five things all prideful people have in common, okay? The first one is this. We just said it. Prideful people are selfish people. I mean, they're selfish, y'all. <laughs> the Bible says this in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble thinking of others as better than yourself, okay? And really, if you think of it, that's what selfish people live for. They live to impress other people, right? They live to impress other people. When I worked at the Boys and Girls Club, um, we would have kids who would wear the same, like, clothes two, three years in a row. Same shoes two, three years in a row. But when I saw mom and dad coming to the Boys and Girls Club to pick up their kids, all the newest J's, new gold jewelry. I mean, they were decked. They were draped. They were dripped out, man. Like, it was crazy. And I would be sitting there and be like, dang, that's really selfish. You got a son and a daughter who've been wearing the same shoes since first grade. Ain't get bought them one new pair, but yet you got a new pair on all the time. You got new clothes on all the time. And I still remember this kid still wearing his first grade class t-shirt, and he's in the third grade. Like, come on, fam. That's selfish. That's selfish. And prideful people are selfish people. They always look out only for themselves. They don't care who they step on. They don't care who they hurt. As long as they're living to impress other people, that's all that matters. Prideful people are selfish people, okay? That's one thing that all prideful people have in common. The second thing all prideful people have in common is prideful people always have conflict. Man, prideful people always have conflict, okay? Check this out. The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 10. Pride leads to conflict. Or another way to say it is pride leads to disagreements. Pride leads to arguments. 
That's the fact. Okay, pride leads to arguments, and those who take advice are wise. Here's the thing. You want to know why you always got arguments and conflict with your parents? Pride. I know that's how I was when I was a teenager. Man, every time I argued with my parents, man, it was just a prideful, I was a prideful little teenager, right? Trying to prove my point, trying to make them see my way, you know what I'm saying? And the thing is, prideful people always have conflict. They're always in a disagreement. They're always wanting to argue about something. That's what prideful people are like. The Bible is very clear on that. Pride leads to conflict, okay? Pride leads to conflict, okay? So, all prideful people are selfish. All prideful people have conflict. And number three, prideful people behave rudely and are known as mockers. In other words, they like to tease or laugh at, you know, other people, right? But just think, y'all ever met a really prideful person who's just flat out rude? Oh, man, it's, it's like, oh, it's a Karen, right? It's a Karen, as Noah said, right? But here's the thing. Proverbs chapter 21, verses 24 says this. It says, proud, self-important, and one who laughs at the truth are the names of the man who acts without respect and is proud, okay? Without respect and is proud, okay? So here's the thing. Prideful people are people who aren't respectful. They're very rude in everything that they do. And on top of that, they like to tease and make fun of people, okay? That's what prideful people do. Specifically, prideful people who like to mock people who are Christians. We like to, we believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God. We believe that God came into this world as, as, as Jesus. Jesus was God in human flesh. People think that is, a, there's people out there who think that is the dumbest thing in the world, right? And they mock it, right? Well, the Bible is very clear. And, and here's the thing. They're rude about it, too. Like, they, they were like, like, seriously get, like, put Christians on blast. Like, they'll be like, oh, Christians are so stupid because they believe in an imaginary. I mean, they're straight up hateful and, and rude and disrespectful about it. That's the thing. Prideful people behave very, very rudely. And they are known as mockers, okay? So, all prideful people I've seen that have in common are selfish. They uh, always have conflict. And they're always rude and love to mock, tease, and laugh at other people. Okay? The fourth thing that all prideful people have in common, and this, is, this one's crazy. Prideful people always produce sin. Prideful people always produce sin. That word produce basically means to bring into existence, for something to come into existence. So, for example, uh, the shoes that you wear, they were produced by a company. They were brought into existence, okay? They were drawn on paper, and they were brought into existence. They were produced. The shirt you have on, same concept. It was drawn out, and uh, someone produced the shirt that you have on, okay? Well, here's the thing. Prideful people will always produce sin in their lives. Always, Okay? The Bible actually says it like this in Proverbs 21.4. It says, evil people are proud. Dang, that, that, first, that first two words, evil people? Dang. So you realize God put the word pride, proud, with evil people. That's crazy. Right? If you think about it, selfish, always wants conflict. They're rude. That's pretty evil, you know? But God says it like this. It says, evil people are proud and arrogant. But sin is the only crop that they produce. In other words, people who are proud, people who have tons of pride, all they bring into existence is sin. 
And what is sin? Anything that, that, uh, anything that we think, say, or do that goes against God's word. Okay? Anything we think, say, or do that goes against God's word is sin. And the Bible is very clear. People of pride always bring sin into their life. Always. Right? That's why the Bible says, God says, evil people. Okay? Because they're always caught up in sin. They're always producing sin in their lives. Okay? Prideful people are always producing sin in their lives. Okay? Now, the last one is this. This one's really important. Prideful people don't seek God. Prideful people refuse to turn to God at all times. Like, they just refuse to seek God. Here's the thing. Psalms chapter 10, verse 4 says this. It says, in his pride, in her pride, the wicked man, the wicked woman, does not seek him. In all their thoughts, there is no room for God. Wow. Wow. That's serious right there. There's a lot of prideful people like that in our world today. There's no room for God. I, I'm not going to see God. I know more than God. I got, I got this whole thing life called, figure, called life called figured out. I don't need God. I'm cool. The situation that comes up, prideful people say, I don't need God. There's no room for him. I can figure this out on my own. Prideful people don't see God. Okay? They don't see God. They'd rather do it on their own. They think that they just flat out believe, like Scripture says, there's no room for God in my life right now. I, I, got, I can do this on my own. Okay? I can handle this on my own. Again, it's a selfish mentality. That's pride. Okay? Prideful people don't seek God at all. They don't want to because, like Scripture says, there's no room for him in their lives. Okay? There's no room for him. So, five things that all prideful people have in common. And again, all of these I have personally done and experienced in my life. Oh, yeah, there was a season in my life when I didn't seek God. Absolutely. There was a season in my life when I was like, man, I don't want nothing to do with God. There's no room for God in my life. Like, I'm doing my thing. I've been there. All right? I know what it's like to be prideful and produce sin in my life every single day. I've been there, okay? I know what it's like to be selfish, to always be rude, okay? To always be mocking people. I would mock other people who were like hardcore Christians. It's sad. You know, it really is sad that I would be like that at times. But I was. I was like that at times. But five things that all prideful people have in common is they're selfish. They always have conflict. They behave rudely. They always produce sin, and they don't seek God, okay? Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So what's the answer, then, to a prideful spirit, to a prideful heart? So that's important, because I was at a point, at one point in my life, where I was like, man, I'm tired of being like this. How do I fix it, right? How do we fix it? That's a serious question. How on earth do we fix it? Because maybe you're sitting here tonight, and you have prideful issues, right? You have issues of pride in your life. As we were going through these verses, you're like, dang, that's, uh, that, that's totally me, Carrie. Here's the thing. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2 says this. Pride leads to disgrace. In other words, a loss of respect uh, because of, 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 of a dishonorable action, basically. Okay? Pride leads to disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. Here's the thing that the scriptures teach us. Humbleness is the answer to a prideful heart. Humbleness is the answer to a prideful heart. Man, listen, <laughs> my wife loves this, all right? Whenever I'm, like, hard-headed, and I'm like, no, I'm right. Like, I'm right. Like, this is how this goes, and I'm right. 
And then my wife was like, no, it's not. And I'm like, no, it is. And then it's like, I'm wrong. And I'm like, oh, shoot, man. You ever heard the term called eat a piece of humble pie? Right? I don't know if you ever heard it. But that's what it feels like. And I humble it. This is what humbling myself looks like. Okay, pay attention real quick. This is what humbling myself looks like when I'm wrong. Okay, babe. I was wrong. You were right. I'm sorry. Okay? I was wrong. You were right. I'm sorry. Right? Wow. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I've been counseling right now. Everyone's like, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so I go to her, right? And uh, that's what humbleness is. I, I, here's the thing. If I don't humble myself, I'm going to keep on being prideful and arrogant, right? I'm going to continue being selfish. Listen, can I tell you something? It is not cool to go down in flames knowing you're wrong. Like, it really is not, okay? And for some of us, we do that. Like, we will go to the grave. Like, I don't care if mom and dad are right. I don't care if grandma's right. I'm still going to be selfish and arrogant and stand in my position, right? It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not it. But the answer to pride is humbleness. You know, I'm sorry. I messed up. I was wrong. Forgive me. Pride, okay? Humbleness. You know, humbleness isn't thinking, a lot of times people think that humbleness is thinking less of yourself. Humbleness isn't thinking less of yourself, it's thinking less, how do I say it all the time, wait. Humbleness isn't thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking less of yourself. Does that make sense? So in other words, you're not looking at yourself and putting yourself down, you're just not thinking about yourself all the time. Does that, does that make sense now? That's what I meant to say, I hope it, it probably came out wrong, but it's not thinking of yourself less but thinking less of yourself. That's how I say it, okay. <laughs> Stop thinking of yourself less, but thinking less of yourself, okay. You know, perfect example this, of this is found in 2 Chronicles chapter 32, verses 24 through 26. Great, great example of this. King Hezekiah, okay. If you never read King Hezekiah's story, you should. It's an awesome, awesome, awesome story in the Bible, okay. But check this out, I love it. It says, about that time, Hezekiah became deathly ill, okay. This is a time in Hezekiah's life where he's becoming deathly ill, okay? And he's a king, he's becoming deathly ill. Here's what the Bible says. King Hezekiah prayed to the Lord who healed him and gave him a miraculous sign. So King Hezekiah was deathly ill. He was about to die. So what does he do? He turns to the Lord. Lord, I'm about to die. Please help me. And the Lord comes down, heals him, and gives him a miraculous sign. Excuse me. All right? So King Hezekiah is healthy, he's whole, he's seen a sign from the Lord. Verse 25 says this said, But Hezekiah did not respond appropriately to the kindness shown to him and became proud. He became prideful. So you think God comes, he heals Hezekiah, he shows him this miraculous sign, and Hezekiah basically doesn't return thanks to God. And instead he gets a prideful heart, a prideful attitude, and doesn't respond with the heart full of thanks and gratitude to God. Dang. Can you imagine that? Imagine, Karis, if I was to come to you today and say, Karis, you can go to any college you want. Any college. What's the bill? And you were like, uh, $500,000, Carrie. No problem. I got it. Here's $500,000. As a matter of fact, here's another 100000 for the next four years. So you ain't got to worry about, like, food or nothing like that. Okay? And this is something you've been praying for. I gave you the check, and you're like, this is it. And you just ran off. Never said thank you. Never said, man, you're awesome. Never even did. That's kind of messed up, right? 
that would be, that'd be, I'm telling you right now, that would be so sorry, right? Josiah would be like, look, I would have said thank you if you did it for me, right? <laughs> but that's basically what Hezekiah did. Hezekiah was on his deathbed. He was about to die. He cried out to God. God came down and healed him and showed him this miraculous sign in the process. And Hezekiah didn't even offer thanks to God after this happened. Instead, his heart became prideful. Okay, he became selfish, arrogant. Pride took over his heart. Now check this out what happens next. It says, so the Lord's anger came against him and against Judah and Jerusalem. But here's, again, what's the, the answer to pride? Anybody remember? It starts with the letter H. Humbleness. Check this out. Verse 26 says, then Hezekiah humbled himself and repented of his pride, as did the people of Jerusalem. So the Lord's anger did not fall on them during Hezekiah's lifetime. Pride, man. Pride. Let me tell you something. God is against pride, man. Big time. And pride is out-of-pocket behavior for the believer. All right? Out-of-pocket behavior for the believer. Selfishness, arrogance, rudeness, mocking people. Okay? Remember, prideful people only produce sin in their lives. Okay? And prideful people, they have no room for God in their lives because they don't seek him, okay? And Hezekiah, perfect example, God had been there for him, showed him grace, healed him, and he didn't respond the appropriate way with thanks and praise. Of course, the Lord was angry, and Hezekiah humbled himself for this and said, hey, God, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry. Humbleness, 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 okay? Now listen. Last verse, and we're done. This isn't in there, so don't worry. But you just read this verse today, okay? And it's Psalms 119, verse 39. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. You might have read it in a different translation. But I love what it says. It says, help me abandon my shameful ways, for your regulations are good. Ah, oh, I love that first part. Help me abandon my shameful ways. Let me say it like this. Help me abandon my prideful ways. God, help me abandon my prideful ways. Man, that was a prayer I had to pray several years ago. Lord, help me abandon my prideful ways. Help me abandon my shameful ways. Okay? That's what humbling yourself looks like. Help me abandon my prideful ways. Help me abandon my prideful ways. All right? Because I want to live according to your regulations. I want to live according to what your word says. I want to live according to what this says. Listen, guys and ladies. I want you to know something. Jesus paid a very bloody price so that you did not have to live a life entangled to sin, entangled to all that nonsense. He paid a price on the cross in your place for you, okay? I want you to know something. You don't have to live controlled by anger. You don't have to live controlled by pride, Okay? You don't have to. I love what the psalmist said. Lord, help me. Get me away from my shameful ways. I humble myself. I just want you to know something. You don't have to walk around with pride, anger, and you don't have to live a life of disobedience, okay? Jesus paid a price so that we never, ever have to do that, okay? Listen, I'm not saying you're perfect. I'm not saying you ain't never going to uh, face temptation. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is this. There's, there's a difference between making a mistake and letting these emotions control your life. Pride, don't let it control your life. Don't let anger control your life. Okay? Don't let disobedience become a daily lifestyle habit for you. Okay?
Because here's the thing we talk about. Disobedience to God's word will always lead to out-of-pocket behavior, okay? Always, 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 always.